Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. It is Friday, May 13th, Friday the 13th, 2022. Welcome to Wrestling Inc. After Dark. I'm Glenn Rubenstein, joined by NYC Demon Diva Issa. Now here on Wrestling Inc. After Dark, we say, you know, we keep it, we keep it classy. Keep yes. it classy, tasteful. And tonight, Africano said, you know what? I'm just in the mood to go buck wild. I can't adhere to that. My Twitter handle is this is nasty for Christ's sakes. I'm going to sit this one out, you know, because I, I just can't, I can't be he restrained. He couldn't keep it classy. He couldn't Could keep, it classy. keep it classy. We can't have that. Not tonight. Got to keep not it classy. Not with you looking like Hef Hefner over there. Like he has to stay classy. Yes. On uh, wrestling Inc. after dark. So tonight we're going to talk about what will perhaps be the lowest rated AEW rampage of the year in terms of viewership, not quality. And of course, smackdown where i'm getting whiplash just spinning around and around because the tag team titles once again are going to be unified and like charlie brown with the football i believe this time i'm going to get to kick it wwe is going to hold it i'm going to kick it and i'm not going to fall flat on my ass so we'll see what happens on an episode of smackdown we'll, we'll get into that but i don't know it feels like another bait and switch to me oh absolutely absolutely uh rocking the fergora by kangle Alfred I and I, I were talking last week I mean, about how Ice T used to rock these so much in the 80s. Had to buy one. Yeah, your drip tonight is on Seth Rollins level, to be honest with you. You know, the clothing I've bought for this podcast, I now own perhaps more shiny shirts than non-shiny shirts. I own hats now, multiple hats. I know, it's it's crazy. This is a personal growth opportunity. But before we dive into the shows, what is going on in the news? Well, according to Fightful Select, MJF is leaning towards leaving AEW when his contract expires in 2024. Of course, a lot can change between now and then, but the report noted that the young star has not been open to a renegotiation of his current deal or a contract extension. With that being said, the report noted that he's not 100% set on leaving AEW. What do you think about that? I think MJF is doing an incredible job at, at starting this bidding war early. But oh, at the yeah. same time, I think that could also come back to bite him in the butt because Tony Khan could decide to completely stop pushing him so he's not that big of a deal here to 2024. I MJF is my favorite character. I haven't been shy about that in AEW. So whenever he goes in 2024, I will follow him. How do you feel about this? I mean, this is either a massive work and him and Tony Khan are just working the dirt sheets or uh, this is a failure on Tony Khan's part to keep the talent happy. Look, you should never, never, ever, 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 ever have people that work for you. I know they're not employees, but independent people that you have exclusive contracts with, you should never have them talking about the possibility 
of like, well, you know, I'm just counting down the days, then I'm out of here. That is not good. Tony, uh, cut the man a check with, uh, you know, uh, six zeros attached to it and, uh, get this kid to, uh, you know, be happy enough for the rest of the duration of this contract or else it's going to make negotiations harder when he's dealing with further future talents who are going to say, Hey, you know, the upfront money, maybe I should ask for more because MJF wasn't happy. Right. But if you're MJF age and you're getting to be this evil heel that can do and say things that you probably can't get away with saying anywhere else, like you're getting it out of the way early. Don't you think he will want a little more reach? Maybe like, I think with NJF is going to be all about the money, but at the same time, AEW's audience, while it is steady, which is good, it's not growing. Don't you think that NJF might want to be more part of something global, more eyes on him? Like, I don't know, you know, just think about it. Think about the the exposure that you get with WWE, especially the way that they go on and book Cody Rhodes right now, and especially with the rumors of Roman Reigns possibly going to Hollywood. Like, don't you think that if you're MJF, doesn't that look a little bit better? Grass is greener on the other side. But the problem is MJF shtick is that he's he's so outspoken, he's so raw, for lack of a better term, mm-hmm. and he's so controversial. Is that going to work in WWE? You know, we talk, uh, uh, we the Enzo Amore Appreciation Society here. Enzo was very good at landing jokes and making people laugh, but they trusted Enzo to go out there and him and Cass did the Susan G. Komen, uh, Breast Cancer right. Awareness Month promo. Do you think mm-hmm. MJF's going to be out there for Connor's cure? Do you think they're going to trust him, you know, to, I mean, it's either going to neuter his character and he's just going to become, you know, younger version of The Miz. Or if he does his thing, I think, you know, we're going to be counting down the days until he gets reined in, you know? Right, right. No, you have a valid point. But we all know that MJF and Cody Rhodes are very, very close, which is why I'm keeping an eye on how they book Cody Rhodes, because I think that might have a little bit of an influence on whatever decision MJF ends up making. Remember, uh, I was rewatching Howard Stern's private parts the other night, and when he gets hired, (sighs) because he's such a hot commodity, he gets hired to go to uh, WNBC, they actually hear him and then they're like, oh, no, we can control this guy. You know, right? I have a feeling WWE, uh, Bruce Pritchard's going to think the exact same. Actually, maybe not Bruce because Bruce being close with Conrad knows a little bit more about MJF. But Vince is going to think I can control this guy. You know, uh, uh, know. someone is going to try and uh, keep him on a leash and it ain't going to go well. Right. Maybe I'm just a hopeless romantic just based on the fact that they're allowing Cody to have the same presentation and same character that he had in AEW. But then again, that character wasn't controversial the way that an MJF character is. So you don't know how much they're going to let him be him, you know? True, true. By the way, if people think I dressed up this way for uh, the podcast, my my wife's out of town for the weekend. So I'm just, this is just what I'm rocking for the next 72 hours. Does your wife have access to your cameras? Oh, shit. No, that could go poorly. Uh, no. That's a, you she's know gonna uh, call, she's gonna call yeah. in the middle of the podcast and be like, "Glenn, what the hell?" No, she's a, she's a fan, but you know, I gotta say, uh, not to break kayfabe. Here's what I do when my wife goes out of town: I watch movies that she's already seen that I haven't seen, or I watch movies that she has no interest in seeing because they're like too heavy or depressing, you know, or too right. real. So um, right. I'll watch like tearjerkers and dramas. And, uh, you know, I was watching taps this morning, watching a bunch know, of kids take over their tweet. military school. Like, and that's kind of a downer movie. I thought it was gonna be like toy soldiers, like kind of badass, like kids at a boarding school, like stand off and no, this is a very depressing film with the young Tom Cruise, Sean Penn and Timothy Hutton. Uh, but yeah, that's what I do when my wife goes away. Just me and the cats hang out and watch stuff that my wife has no interest in. Sounds like an amazing time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's good. You know, maybe uh, this weekend I'll finally get around to watching like Room, um, you know, just uh, Precious based on the novel Push by Sapphire. Just just this list of movies I have. The wife's like, oh, that seems like kind of a downer. And I'm like, yeah, but sometimes I kind of want I find it cathartic sometimes to watch stuff that, you know, have a good cry. I'm still proud of your of how we got your wife into the Yellow Jackets show. I know that. Well, it only took starting a podcast and pretending right. I hadn't watched like all of the first season already or the first half you know i still get people that that are messaging me that are starting it now and it just yeah. makes me so happy i can't wait for the next season but let's talk about the news i have one more set of news to report because i'm just crazy about this name it looks like former nxt superstar dakota kai will be going by king coda post wwe career she filed a trademark for king coda on may 9th 
according to the Patent and Trademark Office, the filing is for general pro wrestling, sports, entertainment, and merchandise use. Uh, how do you feel about the name King Coda? It is what it is. You know, I what like was she it. using before? What was she using before on the Indies? I don't know. I don't know. Okay. Because <laughs> I was like, I thought Dakota Kai was what she had before. I didn't realize that was a WWE thing, but let's see what it was uh, before. Oh, I'm, Evie. I'm trying to. Oh, Evie. yeah. I definitely yeah, like King Cobra better. You can't. That's not a name. You can't trademark that. No, I like King Cobra. I think it's just big Dakota energy. Yes. <laughs> That's it. That's all I have for the news today. I didn't want to report any downer because you you just look so happy that I thought I report happy news. I did see uh, Starcast is coming back SummerSlam weekend in Nashville. It's interesting. First time Starcast yeah. is running against a WWE show. Yeah, it seems like Cody Rhodes got Starcast in the divorce. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. We'll see how that goes. <laughs> um, so, okay. So here's the deal. I I messed up on the time because I thought it was at three again. I didn't realize it was at two thirty. So I was watching Taps, and I I thought it would finish Taps by three, and it like just went a little bit over. So I missed the first couple matches of Rampage today. Um, how was Death Triangle, Pac Penta, and Ray Phoenix versus the Blade of the Butcher and Mark? Ken. It was actually it was actually a very, very fun match, full of action. I really thought that triangle looked incredible here. It's good to see Ray Phoenix come back, and he doesn't look like he's missed a step here. And seeing um, Pac do that, uh, what? Oh, my God, the red arrow. What do, they, the, what do we call it in, in AEW? Are we calling it the same finisher? Yeah, the black arrow. Like, mm. I always love seeing Pac do that move. But it was a very, very action-packed. You can pack action pack no pun intended there but it was a very fun action pack and that triangle defeated the blade the butcher and mark queen via pinfall it was um it was pack who got the pin here the lights went out after the match which you know that's aw's favorite thing to do and when they came back on house of black is in the ring not necessarily in the ring they were kind of hanging out in the ropes like you had like buddy and um the other big guy. What's his name? I just forgot his name. But they're in the corner in the turnbuckles, and then you have uh, Malachi Black in the middle, and then the lights went out, and when they came back on, they were gone. Wow. Well, I'm glad I didn't watch this because I refuse to support <laughs> the Blade and the Butcher until we get a match that is the Butcher, Britt Baker, and Leva Bates as the candlestick maker. Yes. Yes. You have mentioned this before. It needs to happen. <laughs> I think Leva, the librarian's good, but candlestick maker, you can get this over, you know, candles. Think about it. You could supply candles to the House of Black. I mean, I really like it. I just like don't know that I would like to see Britt Baker with them. Well, she's the baker. You know? I know, I know. But can we just bring in somebody new and give the last name Baker but just for this purpose? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. I mean, maybe. We'll see. <laughs> We'll see. Uh, Sean Spears versus Bear Boulder. There's a name. Yeah. Bear Boulder. Yeah. Who? Bear Boulder. Yes, Bear Boulder. I think what they were trying to do here was put Sean Spears against a really big guy just so that, to prove that he can take on Warlow next Wednesday. Yes. Or the Wednesday after that. There's I, He's fighting Warlow at some point. Uh, Kelvin R. Alexander, yes, uh, saying, I hope that's a hat. This is a, a Fergora Kangle. So, it's uh, beautiful. Yes, much like Ice-T used to wear. And I did think getting a black one, I was like, it does look like a little bit of like a Russian hat or uh, a little bit like the world's worst toupee. Uh, but <laughs> I thought black, I thought I would get it in black because it's versatile. And then if I like it, maybe I'll, you know, get like powder blue or something. You know, something kind of... get the powder blue one. Get it. Yes. For Gora. It's like Angora. Furry. <laughs> I'm going to fidget with this all night. That's what we're you're going to put it here. next to you in the couch when you get done podcasting. And at some point tonight, you're going to start petting it, thinking it's one Oh, of yeah. Cats. Oh, no, this can't go outside of the bedroom or the studio. This cannot go in a room where the cats are because uh, this will. One, we have a black cat, Cole, who will be confused. He'll think this is his long lost brother, you know? It will attack the hat, thinking it's yeah, a oh, they cat. Will You brought another one? Definitely <laughs> attack the cat, uh, the hat. Uh, the cat versus the hat. I'll live stream that. Uh, so. Okay, so squash match, Sean beat Bear Boulder. And, it was Bear uh, Boulder's first single match in AEW. Damn. 
Okay, so I turned I tuned in for this Riho versus Ruby Soho. I like this match. I like that too. I thought they I thought they did a great job. It's always good to see Ruby on TV, of course. And and I personally thought they brought it. I had a lot of fun watching this match. I thought uh Riho was doing some really, really fun reverses on Ruby Soho here. I wasn't expecting that. Yeah, this was uh this was good. I think uh for me, uh you know, I, this was a semifinal of the Owen heart tournament um i like seeing ruby get the win and re- advance i'm actually kind of surprised she went over reho but i like i mean really I, thought ruby, I kind of thought that ruby was going to win um yeah i mean i wanted her to but you know i want to yeah. believe the uh the ruby soho push is still in full effect jody sean okay. jenkins canadian two dollars is that going to terminator x hey both both God, term public enemy is so good i've been watching those umtv raps episodes public enemy is such a good band such a good hip-hop group yeah. that does not get enough credit still to this day Agreed. like their ability i think about this a lot and i mean so i don't listen to a lot of current hip-hop i'll, I'll caveat it with that but when i do listen to current hip-hop the thing that i've noticed is lacking is mm-hmm. storytelling and maybe it was a little slick rick you know nursery rhyme back in the 80s but if you listen to what krs1 used to do what public enemy used to do they used to be able to impart a lot of historical knowledge and stories in the context of rap now ice cube evolved that and nwa involved that by you know they would be like fact punchline fact punchline diss uh props you know find a way to get the rhythm going ice t was also very good at doing this reality rap when i listen to things now i just don't i feel like that style has largely disappeared yeah you have a valid point i agree you know but i love it i love that style of hip-hop um uh yeah even like tribe called quest although i watched on youtube there's from like seven years ago, Busta Rhymes playing the Brooklyn Hip Hop Festival reunites with leaders of the new school and Tribe Called Quest. And they do scenario live with everyone. But unfortunately, it just sounds like a bunch of guys yelling into a microphone while they jump up and down. Yes. yes. <laughs> it's tough. It's tough. I get it. I get it. You know, back before I did my band reunion show in 2012, I actually purposely did eight weeks of the gym just to do cardio to make sure that I would be able to project clear and not get winded right on stage. Cause nothing worse than that. than when you're like dropping a bar and then boom, like you can't even finish it, you know, and you need a hype man to complete your sentences. Um, so, uh, good on Ruby Soho winning this match. She goes forward in the Owen good spots in this very enjoyable. Um, and then this is where, I mean, God, you know, thank God, uh, this is where the show picked up. This is where I picked up the show, but this was enjoyable from where I picked up the show. I must've tuned in at the right part. Cause this just yeah. flew from here. We had the gun club in the acclaimed backstage. <laughs> I love a this lot segment. of good DX jokes, a lot of wink, wink, yeah. nudge, nudge, and scissoring, you know? Yeah. My favorite part of this segment was when Billy Gunn was like, because I have a lot of pool at, around here. I got you guys a match and they were like, Oh, is it a double or nothing? Is it a dynamite? And he was like, no, elevation. <laughs> it was great. Like the way, the way they were making fun of like the references, the Easter eggs, but also making fun of themselves and you know, these YouTube shows and all of that. I really, really thought this was a fun, like higher segment. Yeah, this was good. I really enjoyed this. And I love them. Um, yeah, I love the excitement for uh, yeah. being on Elevation, for being on a show that airs on YouTube <laughs> on Mondays. <laughs> Listen, Billy Gunn has a lot of pool around here, okay? Love Jade Cargill out there again with Kira Hogan and Red Velvet. Man, Jade is just such a superstar. She looks it, she speaks it, she's growing into her character every week. When you think she can't get any more confident, she looks more confident. And she really is doing this baddie section. And she got the cameraman to give him a shout out. I thought that was great. Um, we did hear that Sheeta is not um, clear to wrestle, yeah. like medically clear. So they had to find a replacement to find Red Velvet, which, you know what? I'm not going to lie. I did think that Mark Sterling had a good point where he was like, okay, so Red Velvet wins by forfeit. But no, that's not what happened. <laughs> yeah, that was good. Enjoyed that. Yeah, we're going to get Chris. Chris is kind of coming in and filling in that spot. Who's not an alien anymore. She's been naturalized. 
how did she how do you go from alien to non-alien do you have to go to any kind of testing or probes or anything they're missing out on a story here i like i like is it just me with my love of tv history and uh a bygone era but yeah there should be vignettes like she's gonna take a citizenship test there's like a whole thing she's adjusting to like you know like uh you know just living as an earthling she's not going to use her alien powers anymore there's a lot you can do with this she should be able to also shape shift oh i like that and you can have somebody else come out but it's chris Stadlander as somebody else you know what i mean like maybe you you missed that you could have done a lot with this alien storyline maybe she moves in with her american cousin you know she's the foreign cousin you know uh, she's not from around here and hilarity ensues do you think she's still eating alien food or do you think now she eats like regular food I think uh, she like tries to eat regular food, but it's still like sneaking alien food. And that's the funny thing she got with her like cousin and be like, okay, you're going to be normal tonight. You're going to eat earth food, right? And it's like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And then she's like putting it in the napkin. Like you could do so much with this. You could do so much. What do you think this. aliens eat? Well, Alf ate cats famously. Right. Right. You know, um, on V. But I don't think she's from the planet that Alf is from. Okay. Well, on V they ate like mice and I think it was hinted at they ate people, but it was mainly mice. Remember they were okay. lizard people on V? Yeah. Like V was some scary shit when you were a kid, you know? Yeah, it was. <laughs> yeah. That was things were hardcore back then. Uh no, but I think uh, you know, th- there's there's some gold here to be mined. And uh AEW's just letting it go by the wayside. But let's talk about this main event tonight. Um of Scorpio Sky versus Frankie Kazarian for the TNT championship. This was a hell of a match tonight. Of course it was. These two guys know each other. I want to. I, I I was um, giving a shout out to commentary because if if you have somebody that's not an AW day one, they did a really good job at educating you on the the history between these two guys on commentary tonight. Yeah. That, the reason why this match is so good, they know each other. They were tag team partners. They were the first AW tag team champions. So of course they're gonna be able to know each other. I'm a little bit confused. As far as this booking of Scorpio Sky, because he seems like he's a baby face, heel baby face. Like, you know what I mean? Before the match started, he was doing the baby face honorable thing where he was like, no, I'm going to come out there on my own. And I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Are we going to turn him baby face and, and, and keep him away from Ethan Page and, and this other dude? <laughs> then yeah. remember, or are we are we gonna keep him healed? Like, don't you feel like it's a little bit confusing the way they're booking him? It is. It is a little bit. And I thought the finish how they tried to keep Kaz looking really strong with this, but right. um, this was good. It was good. Scorpio retaining. I like Scor- Scorpio. Match. I like Scorpio and uh, the promo kicking the other guys out. And like, uh, this is all yeah. I've wanted. I want Scorpio Sky alone. Yeah, that that's what I'm saying. Carry- but- yeah. When the match started, that promo, I was like, oh, my God, he could be such a good TNT baby face champ. And and, and they still kind of, like, keep him around. They won't finish pulling the plug and, and going through with the storyline and turning him face. They should. Yeah, it, it makes him look like less of a superstar to surround him with other guys. And especially because, yeah. um, like, their group has no style whatsoever. I think Dan Lambert, like, gets his clothes at Mervyn's. Uh you know, I mean, it's like there's nothing about I mean, Scorpio Sky should look like like a superstar athlete and should carry himself yeah. like that all the time. And I think that, you know, it just looks like a, a group of guys that are going to uh, hit the hit the gym and then go to Buffalo Wild Wings after, you know, when yeah. they're all together. <laughs> yeah, it also appears that uh, Sammy Guevara is going to get another TNT title shot and I'm kind of over that already. Yeah, it's weird what they've been doing with Sammy. Yeah, because that's another one where it feels like they're going to turn him heel, but they won't fully go through with it. And it's just like, just just let them just go through with the turns here or, you know, stick to whatever you want them to do. But it, it's it's very confusing, confusing character-wise for both of them right now. I agree. So solid show that very few people will watch just because well very few people watched it live because this was on at 2 30 in the afternoon pacific i mean they did very bad numbers last week but what can you expect at that time at that time spot i was even trying to pay attention but you're getting ready it's at a weird time if when when rampage goes earlier i love that when they did the seven to eight right before smackdown this one is weird to me yeah no i agree uh speaking of smackdown tonight we're in Wilkes-Bar, Pennsylvania. Orton yep. and Riddle. Riddle and Orton. 
America's Sweethearts out in the ring. <laughs> and interrupted by Sami Zayn, who's there on behalf of the Bloodline wearing a Bloodline t-shirt. <laughs> Popped. Pop for this. The honor the what is it? The honorable member of the bloodline now? Like Sammy saying. <laughs> I'm telling you that um the next championship feud should be Sami Zayn versus Roman Reigns. Okay. Think about it. Everything Sammy has ever done has gotten over. Like okay. he is and and he is so comedic because this whole shtick is that people are annoyed by him. And Roman, like the fact that Roman can almost not show his annoyance, you can you can infer it. But I don't know, like Roman's reaction to him and Paul Heyman and everything else. This could be a really good feud. I mean, later in the night when Sammy was trying to get some reassurance from uh, Heyman, I felt like that that's what they were teasing. You know, Roman is not happy about this. You know what I mean? So we might. I feel like they're just playing the field with all the stories with Roman possibly leaving, not defending these titles. You know, you had the Chinsuke Nakamura interaction, then this Drew McIntyre, now this interaction with Sami saying, I feel like they're just trying to figure out what they're going to do with Roman next. Yeah. Uh, but I wouldn't Allen be mad at this field. Terry Allen Jr. Well, it would make it for good TV. And the match would actually be surprisingly, if they let them have a real match, the match would be great. Terry yeah. Allen Jr., 230 men of the year theme is great. You like it, Glenn? I couldn't pick that out of a lineup if you played it for me it is a decent thing i'll have to uh look it up and listen to it i like the aw themes more or less but you know it's tonight um when we got to a match later in the evening and like uh you know uh the Eastie boys came out like when the music was playing i was just like i know i know this like the, you the problem with wrestling themes is you hear enough of them and they all have a certain similar quality. Many of them have a similar quality to them. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But look, the main takeaway from uh, this opening segment is that Matt Riddle is rechristened. Sami Zayn is rusty, which I'm assuming rusty. is a nod to uh, the vacation series in rusty Griswold. I thought it was because his hair looked rusty, but well, okay. yes. So is Rust, Rusty Griswold also has the same color hair. Have you not watched the vacation uh, movies, Issa? No. Really? Oh, they're they're yeah. enjoyable. Chevy Chase, Beverly D'Angelo, and the kids change oh, in every movie. Them. I have seen. Yeah, them. I have different seen kids. Yeah, 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 yeah. European Vacation, I my favorite, and I think the best of the Vacation series. Um, Christmas Vacation, I never need to see again. It's on too much. Um, right. So. I like this. Sam, Look, Riddle, Sammy Sammy. Same accepted a match on behalf of the bloodline. Yes. Like, what are you doing, bro? <laughs> if know. this was like a mafia movie, Sami Zayn, this would have ended with Sami Zayn getting shot. Did you see that Tony D'Angelo got a shirt? I did. Yes. Okay, sorry. You mentioned the mafia, and I just have I to know. tell you, we finally. You know got me. A... Always talking about the mafia. <laughs> no. Although I have to say, this new show about the Godfather on Paramount Plus about the making of the Godfather called The Offer has been super good. Like I've yeah, seen I, I've the been finish, watching it. I finished the Godfather movie watching the show up until recently. I still weren't sure this movie was actually gonna get made. You right. know, because this movie <laughs> makes it seem so impossible that it's gonna happen, but it's a hell of a show. It is. It's been very good. And Matthew Good is Robert Evans is I don't know if, if so if you like the character Robert Evans ahead of Paramount, he the real Robert Evans wrote his own autobiography and he read the audiobook, which is six hours of him rambling, asking himself questions and answering them. And they made it into a documentary called the kid stays in the picture. And they actually just took the audio from the audiobook and used that, you know, but the, everything is just like, did I make some mistakes? Sure. Did I regret it? A little. Was it the right move? Okay, well, that you bet sounds your ass like it was. my everyday life. Yeah. That's what I do. I ask and answer myself questions for six hours every day. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, the Kid Stays in the Picture is legitimately one of the greatest audiobook experiences ever. Highly recommend it That's good to, to people. Know. Good to know. Uh, but, so, yes, in the Mafia, Sami Zayn would have been shot for uh, yeah. stepping outside the chain of command. Yeah. Yeah, he accepted a match, and it was going to be Riddle against Sami Zayn. If Riddle won, they will get that title unification match. And Riddle versus Sami Zayn, 
this was a banger. Really like this. Of course it was. Of course it was. There was something about SmackDown tonight, and he said we got a couple of matches that were fresh, and that kind of changed the the vibe because the last couple of SmackDowns were kind of rough to get through, but we got a couple of matches tonight that we hadn't seen, and this was one of them, and I had a blast watching these two go at it. In fact, let me be real here. This is how people are going to know I'm serious because uh, oh, I'm oh, serious. Oh. I give SmackDown a lot of grief, but I will tell you tonight, SmackDown succeeded in making me care about things that I had zero yeah. interest in before. Yeah. Zero interest. And they did a fantastic job tonight. Very, very few critiques. I am hoping this was like a soft reboot for what SmackDown could be because tonight was a very, very good two hours of television. Agreed. Agreed, and it went by pretty fast. I, I mean, like you said, very few critiques. A lot of video packages that I could have done without. Um, and well, we didn't have Lacey seats. Evans Part 7, so... I, I was for ready you. to tell my hard time story. Damn. <laughs> Anyhow, uh, let's, uh, let's uh, talk... Okay, so Riddle versus Sammy. Like, just watch this episode tonight. This was a good episode. This opening promo, Riddle versus Sammy, was funny. This match was great. I mean, remember, Sammy Zayn is a guy that had never worked with Shinsuke Nakamura before, and they put on a five-star match at TakeOver Dallas. Like, yeah. Riddle was at the top of his game tonight. Sammy was at the top of his game. This was a really fun match. And uh, Riddle getting the win, uh, I thought, was was great and i loved the way the story played out as long as they're not going to swerve us on this unification thing again agreed and I, I i i personally thought that riddle was always going to win here no matter what unless the yeah. bloodline got involved somehow but even with the predictable factor maybe didn't take away from enjoying the match yeah i mean it's sammy saying in riddle i know <laughs> you know <laughs> And then Ronda Rousey came out. Look, I've been very critical about Ronda's ability to connect and get over. And I understand that she's got all this, this fame. She's good in the ring, but you know, she's, she's trading off her reputation, her coming out and doing an open challenge and then giving uh, Raquel Rodriguez a legitimately competitive match, not a squash, but giving Raquel like 10 minutes of TV time to have a great match where Raquel looks super strong. I'm, this is the most excited I have been for the SmackDown women's division and perhaps the WWE women's division in a long time because Ronda's talking about being a fighting champ. If she keeps doing these open challenges and every woman who doesn't currently have a title or isn't in a title picture gets to have a showcase match I against Ronda it. Rousey, women's wrestling business is picking up. And again, I've yeah. been critical of Ronda, but this could be the best thing for the women's division in a long time if this is the format going forward. It was a great week for women in WWE television. Raw had a bunch of women's matches. We saw the women shine on NXT, and this was a continuation. I will say I'm excited for the women's division in, in, in Raw as well, because we saw Raw end with an altercation between Asuka, Becky, and Bianca. And if we get that triple threat match, take my money, right? Yeah. But here... I appreciated the long-term booking because if you remember when Ronda first became the Raw Women's Champion, she was doing these open challenges. She wanted to come out and be a fighting champion. I will never forget, which again, long-term booking, right? When she came out the night after Charlotte beat her up with all of her bruises and she still did the open challenge that night. Um, I thought that was great that she wants to be a fighting champion. And I thought the person that responded was incredible. I thought Raquel looked incredible in this match. And there was a couple of times that I was like, why is Raquel looking strong, like better than Ronda here? Ronda had to work a complete different style against Raquel. And, and we see Ronda do the same thing a lot, you know, sometimes. And here she had to pull out some new moves. It's a new opponent. She wasn't familiar. And we saw her kind of like doubt herself a couple of times. Raquel looked great in defeat. And I mean, overall, this was probably my favorite thing on the show, to be honest with you. It's really good. I hope they keep this going. And then I like backstage Shotzi complaining yes. and then Shotzi locked Aaliyah uh, to keep her from going out there. So I was hoping they were going to get a match to set up who goes next. But look, I mean, if this leads to Shotzi getting a 10 minute match and Aaliyah getting like a 10 minute match, I this know. Be fantastic. I, sign me up. And that's what I said. I, I was doing a live stream, a watch along. And some people were talking about it. And I'm like, I love this because a lot of times these women don't get looked at. An open challenge is the perfect opportunity. So it does make sense for all of them to be backstage fighting to come out there and answer to this open challenge because when else are they going to get a title shot? You don't know. 
So I love the idea of everybody wanting to be the one that responded to that. And I'm hoping that Rhonda continues this every week. And then um, I'm just going to continue. I have to be sincere. Riddick Moss actually funny when he's making fun of Baron Corbin. <laughs> okay. I, I was a little bit over this. Um, I, I hated the fake scream by Kayla Braxton. I don't know if you noticed it. It was horrible. When, when Moss was telling his jokes and Baron Corbin popped out, she did like the fakest scared scream I've ever heard in my life. But as over as I am with this feud, the attack that Baron Corbin put on, on Matt Cat Moss, it made me care a little bit again. I thought he was brutal here. Like the way he used the trophy and everything, I, I, I hate to admit it, but I really like this attack from Baron Corbin onto Matt Cat Moss. And I think it's uh, this might be it for a while because with Moss being carried away in a stretcher, I think, and I think he's it's good. The, think he's, it's, in the, he's in the hospital, Glenn. That that was kind of a dumb joke, but uh, Moss's shots at Corbin have been consistently pretty good. Um, so you'll see, but but what he did with that attack and the trophy and the chair, like holy shit, that was uh, intense. Yeah, it made you it made you care a little bit, even though like before the attack, I was just like, I'm so over this feud, it needs to end. But then seeing that, I was like, oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, this this was uh, nice tonight. Uh, yeah. Enjoyed this, and then they kept it going. Okay, this is my match of the night: Shayna Baszler and Natalia oh. versus Sasha Banks and Naomi for the WWE Women's Tag Team Titles. Uh, yes are there any two superstars, not, not just women, men or women, are there any two superstars? And I'm sorry, even including Roman that look like, like superheroes, like comic book characters more than Sasha and Naomi. I mean, they just look like a million bucks. Jay Cargill and Roman Reigns. <laughs> I mean, they do, they do look like superheroes, but I love them coming out, their energy, they're colorful, they're, they're, they're incredible. And for a tag team that, you know, when Naomi first came out and was like, kind of like talk to Sasha, you're like, okay, they're going to like throw this thing together. They work so well together as a tag team. So yeah. well. And so do Shayna and Natalia here. They yeah. kept up the entire match. This was a fun match, a fun title defense. And it was the same situation that we spoke about with Riddle. And I feel like all of the matches, we kind of knew who was going to win, but it didn't take away from the enjoyment of the matches. And Natalia, two uh, banger matches this week, also on NXT with Cora Jade. Yeah. You know, uh, Natalia's on a good swing. But so even though Shane and Natalia lost tonight, look, you should, you should not take those titles off Naomi and Sasha until you're going to... You know, you could put them in a meaningful feud. I'd love to have it with the title in it, but yeah, um, yeah they're absolute superstars. You know, they're, they're making the tag titles matter, and they haven't mattered since. You know, look at the common factor here. But I hadn't cared about the tag titles since Sasha and Bailey had them. Yeah. So um, I I think that they, that they're doing that. They come out, and I look forward to these matches. And again, both of these teams kind of like thrown together, but they work as a tag team. Like they're working great together. They're doing moves together. Like I was very happy with this match and the outcome. Uh, Ricochet was given Drew Gulak. Oh pep god, talk. that was the worst freaking pep talk um, I ever heard. Like what then, are we talking about? And then uh uh. Kaiser and Gunther attacked Drew Gulak. I wonder if we're going to get a tag with Ricochet and Gulak versus Gunther and Kaiser. I don't know, but why would you encourage Gulak to go get some more Gunther? That was a really, really bad pet talk. He was yes. like, if I didn't believe in me, I wouldn't be holding this title that I never, ever get to defend. Like, what are you talking like, about, Ricochet? Okay, let's, let's, let's... Slow down time here for a second and talk about something that's important. There's advice that we've all gotten through life. Oh, God. Yes. Okay. So if somebody gives you advice and they say confidence is important, confidence counts, confidence, how you see yourself and present yourself is how other people will see you. And in turn, you will get greater opportunities and accomplish greater things because you have that belief in yourself and you can make other people believe it as well. That is a powerful people uh, piece of advice. But if you tell somebody, yo, you just got to believe in yourself, bro. Just be true to you. Like, that's not advice. 
That's a platitude. Like you've done nothing. You've given them nothing. How much in your life did you have to grow up and hear? Just believe in yourself. You know, it's like that you're not, you're not explaining it enough to have people understand like you're, you're, you're giving advice. That's a concept, but you're not breaking down like what the benefit is and why you should uh, pull it together to project a better self-image. No, and I feel like that's not realistic advice, right? Like, if you come to me, like, as my friend, and you tell me, uh, hey, yo, like, Gunther messed me up last week, and I'll be like, of course he did. Have you seen that dude? Stay away. That's what I would say if I'm your friend. Get, you know that's all I mean? advice. Uh, you know, better <laughs> advice, like, fake it till you make it. Yeah, it rhymes and it's hokey, but you, you can decipher what that means, and it's actually true for, you know, there's, like, more truth in that than believe in yourself, or just be true to yourself. Yeah. Like, like that's, uh, you're on to something. I'm, I'm telling you, like, it's the shittiest advice. That was the bad pep talk. Like, yes, I'm going to believe in myself. Oh, hi, Gunther. Whack. You know, it's just. Yeah. Because that belief is going to like, is the belief going to shield your chest from that shop? No. <laughs> yes. Um, like we've discussed, I know we have differing views on vision boards, uh, but you know, that's, you could talk about that, about visualization. Like that could be a powerful tool for some people. And if it works for you, great. Right. You know, I grew up having a Lamborghini poster on my wall. I still don't have a Lamborghini. I was visualizing that from a young age. <laughs> I swear to God, if you, you, need born, to work, you need to work on your manifesting game. If you were born between 1975 and 1985 and you, you were, were raised as a male in America, you had a Lamborghini Countach poster on like some variation. Maybe it was the car. Maybe it was the one where it was like a cop car. And it was like a sexy female cop posing on the cop car. Like I'm telling you for that decade, all boys like had, had a Lamborghini poster on their wall at some point. Good to know. It's just how it went. Uh, so that's, uh, <laughs> that's one to grow on. Uh, also I miss that. Why don't we have that anymore? You're a little young for that, but NBC used to do these things called one to grow on where it was before the more, you know, one to grow on. They would have like, hi, I'm Todd bridges from different strokes and I'll be right back with one to grow on. And then you would see like, um, like kids fighting. And they actually saw one the other day where they were like, you know, I go to church and I believe in Jesus. And then I was like, I'm Jewish. I celebrate Hanukkah. And I was like, your religion's stupid. No, your religion's stupid. And then Todd Bridges would go time out. Look, everybody believes different things. And we just have to accept other people's viewpoints. And then we go back to the kids and the kids would be like, yeah, I guess it's cool that you think what you think. And I think what I think. And then Todd Bridges would be like, and that's one to grow on. And they would do these on Saturday mornings. Why doesn't WWE with Peacock, Give us wrestlers like, you know, giving kids life advice about things or or practical skills, things that can get them by. Like we need to this is what's wrong with this country. People talk about what do you think ricochets? What do you think ricochets want to grow on will be? Well, probably believe in yourself, you know, uh, (laughs) which uh it's unfortunate. I feel like you'd be kind of phoning that in. You know, Baron Corbin could do one about, you know, look. When you've got money, you think you're always going to have money, but you maybe you need to set some aside because take it from me, I've lost money before and thankfully I regained it, but you might not be so lucky because you're a loser. Like, I'm Baron Corbin and that's one to grow on. That would be great, actually. You know? Yeah. Like, let's... People say all the time, what's wrong with America? When did it all go to hell? When we stopped doing one to grow on, we could solve everything that's wrong with this country if we just instill basic values of how to treat one another and be courteous at a young okay, age. Okay, so maybe this should be a TikTok series because that's what the kids watch today. So maybe they should put it on TikTok. WWE, I got a survey. WWE always sends me emails. WWE needs your help. And I'm like, finally, I knew this day would come. And then I look at it and they're like, fill out a survey. And I'm like, oh, I thought Vince wanted to talk with me, maybe bounce some ideas off, pick my brain. Cause you know, I know he watches this podcast. Oh my God. But, but you know, as soon as you answer something negative, they'd be like, thank you for your opinion. And you're like, I, I know. Finish. But they like- asked me the other day, like, what do you want to see more of? And I was like, first off, bring back swerved. Uh, second off, uh, bring back table for three. Third off, ride along. You know, I just, I had a list. I had a long list. And, uh, yeah, you know, we gotta, gotta, yeah, we're, I'm going to save WWE personally. Please do it in this outfit you're wearing today with the sunglasses and the hat. Oh, I'll go in the office dressed like this. Fly me out there. Fly me out to Stanford. I got no problem with that. (laughs) Um, so, 
Kofi Kingston versus Butch. Who gives a fuck? Like, Butch. and you know, when they announced him, they went and Butch. Gimmick impression, right? What's it? Yeah. Come on, come on. That's my like, thing. That's my thing. Just had a tables match. We've seen every variation of this faction fight that faction, and now we're back to that. I'm more curious about. I mean, I'm very happy that Butch got the why did he take off and came back? Like, what was the point of that? Well, he's hiding under the ring. Yeah, no, but I mean, at the end of the match, he took off into the crowd like he was going to disappear again, but then he just came oh. back down. Hmm. Why? I don't know. I don't know. At this point in the that. evening, I was uh, doing this uh, low-no-sodium thing, and this whole food plant-based thing, and I got these uh, Mr. Tortilla low-carb tortillas, which are actually fantastic. They're like one gram of carbs and 15 calories each. Uh, yes. And they're very I've good. They're great. They're really good. And I was making chips mm-hmm. out of them in the, uh, in the convection oven. Like, so I, I got up like, cause I was like, fuck this match. And I got up and said, I'm making chips with my low sodium salsa. I'm going to measure out a tablespoon at a time with my 15 chips that are 75 calories. Uh, and, uh, that's what I was doing during this match. Well, uh, got, what? at the end of the match, he just took off onto the crowd and then came back. Okay. There you go. By the way, Mr. Tortilla, I don't know if you've uh, tried these. I got some of these today. They have one that's called three spice. And I got these thinking, oh, this might be good to make chips. And like, oh, yeah, they're like little like Dorito type, type uh, like flavoring. Not cheesy. Yeah, they're but, good. Uh, yeah, they're, they're good. Yeah. <laughs> eating that for uh, a little snack during uh, during SmackDown or SnackDown, as I call my snacks during SmackDown. <laughs> I say it out loud tonight to my cats. When Friday night, wow. SmackDown. Um. <laughs> Yes, you get Michael Cole to record that for me. Uh, so let's talk about what we saw at the end of the show tonight, the face-off. But before that, we had Sammy backstage with Paul Heyman. <laughs> Trying to make sure he didn't get in trouble. <laughs> oh, man. They have to have a match. They have to have a match. The, like, like, let them have a real 10-minute match, and then the Usos can come out and beat the shit out of them. After. Yeah, we didn't even see a real match from them because of Brock Lesnar, remember? Yeah, okay, so I think the Usos... No, the Usos are going to have to win those championships, but they'll still be mad at Sammy and they'll want to get the revenge once uh, they all have all the gold. But what did you yeah. think of uh, RK-Bro and the Usos in this face-off? And then Riddle, Nia, and Roman in the face. That was very disrespectful. Very disrespectful. I didn't like it. I don't understand who Riddle thinks he is. He's going to pay for that. But um, I thought Roman cut a fun promo. It was good to see him, like, kind of like, I don't know, if he put the creative team on black when he said there's nobody next, you know? I thought it was funny that the Usos were all like, I accept, because it was like, well, you have to, you know, like Sammy saying, kind of like put the stipulation out there. I really have fun listening to Randy Orton's promo before the Usos accepted. Randy Orton is having so much fun in this RK Bro uh, run. It's just fresh to see him. Like, this is like a whole new character, a new side of him. Uh, Riddle, sometimes when he speaks, makes no sense, but he's so lovable. I I'm, I want to get invested. I want to get into this. I love the way they set it up. I'm just afraid because they already bait and switch at us. So mm. we'll see what happens next week, but I, I'm into it. Yeah. Oh. Uh... Riddle uh, told us what he does at night, grabs from his nightstand, and then watches on his laptop to unwind before he goes to sleep. That was something. Uh, so we had that. Uh, your mic's not picking up, but you're probably switching your headphones. So you know, we'll make it all work. Uh, so this was good tonight. They then floated this reunification idea. It's good if this finally happens. But here's the problem for storytelling purposes, the Usos each having two belts and Roman having two belts. That's a great visual. But unless the heavens open up and like God sends down a chariot for the bloodline to ascend to them and leave behind WWE for a complete reboot, where do you go once the bloodline has all the major titles? I don't know. Yeah, that's the problem. (laughs) And and my biggest fear with the titles being unified is them not knowing what to do with them the same way that they are with Roman. But I do think the tag team division needs it more because we only have so few tag teams. 
I think it'll be good. Um, unfortunately, I do not think the answer is Sami Zayn winning a title. I think, I think Cody peels one off and gets the uh, Eagle Wing back and holds that down as the main championship while Roman takes time off. Yeah, you gotta do it at Money in the Bank if Roman really is taking these two months off. You have to. Yeah. Like yeah. maybe Cody wins the briefcase and does the babyface things and announces the cashing for SummerSlam since we only have Roman book for those two shows. Yeah, I don't know. Um, good promo segment, though. Lots of good interplay between these guys. And then, of course, uh, you know, a knee to the face. And uh, yeah, we, we, we can, this is why we can't, why we can't have nice things. Um, yeah, so the Usos accepted, but not tonight, but next Friday on an irregular old SmackDown as opposed to the premium live event that happened this past Sunday. I have a feeling. I have a bad feeling. That's not going to be it. I think it's going to end in some BS. I'm I'm pretty certain. I think this is gonna continue for a little while longer. Maybe hell in a cell. It's gonna get to hell in a cell. Yeah. Yeah. Um this was a good show though, overall. Fun night of wrestling. Both shows went by pretty quickly. Really great matches, a lot of fresh matchups. I, I like SmackDown feeling good again because it was a hard watch for a couple of weeks. Yeah, I think it was a great night. Yeah, this was good. Uh, watch uh, watch both shows. Mm-hmm. There's more to like than not to like. Wow, look at us. The Ronda, the, the Ronda and Raquel match, highly suggest people to watch it. Riddle and Sami Zayn was good too. The TNT title match on Rampage. I'm telling you, some fun wrestling tonight. Yeah, it's good. And the Speak- women's tag team title match. That was a banger. That was good. Ronda mm-hmm. and Raquel was good. And yeah, I just can't give them enough credit for uh, potentially reinvigorating the women's division. Uh, so that's tonight. Issa, what do you got going on this weekend? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I think I'm going to do a watch along on my channel for the Broken Skull section with Cody Rose because I haven't watched it yet. Cool. And I need to do laundry. I was thinking maybe I'll finally go to the beach. I live in oh. Puerto Rico and I haven't gone to the beach. So, you know, maybe I'll have a beach day. I like the beach one. I don't like a sand though. Right. Right. Sand, sand is an issue. We don't talk it's enough a about part, sand. It's a part. It's a part of. It's a part of the experience, though. You know, the, like having to like wash your feet a million times and bang out your shoes or sandals just to get all those. Yeah. 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 My dad detailed uh, my car, so he's all against me having a beach day because he's like, you know how much work I put into it. Oh yeah. So. Sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry to Cool. Well, uh, stay tuned to my Twitter feed this weekend uh, as I uh, uh, give musings about movies that uh, nobody's talking about because they're between, you know, five and 50 years old and I'm watching them for the first time and tweeting my hot (laughs) takes. Oh, my God. I rewatched The River Wild on HBO Max either with Meryl Streep. Have you seen that? No. That is such a good movie. Like, because it's an action movie. It's like a summer popcorn movie. So Meryl Streep, one of the greatest actors... Of, of like the last hundred years made just a straightforward action thriller where she's like going whitewater rafting with her family and like they're criminals and this whole well, thing. Maybe I'll check it out just it's to see this because I would really have never good. thought Meryl Streep in an action film. Like if you like Cliffhanger <laughs> or Shoot to Kill or one of those sort of outdoor action thrillers and Kevin Bacon is the bad guy with John C. Riley, and huh. Kevin Bacon's like a good bad, stuff. bad guy. It's very good. It's on HBO Max. <laughs> Highly recommend it. Perfect. I do have HBO Max. There you go. So until next time, folks, everybody have a good weekend and we'll catch you back here next time on the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Stay classy. Stay classy.